And now after a moment of silence that lasted 42 seconds the day before we celebrate Jackie Robinson Day the Mets are exiting the field after both teams exchanged a wave of caps to one another. So it would appear as though after a poignant moment that the Mets and Marlins will not be playing baseball tonight. It is good to see players standing up for what is right. It is good to see the players of Major League Baseball understanding the message. Welcome to MLB Morning Coffee. I am Greg Moraz, your host as per usual. Appreciate everybody that is tuning in today. Not going to be a very long episode today because we didn't have very much baseball yesterday. And the three games that elected not to play two days ago, the Giants-Dodgers, the Brewers-Reds, and the Mariners-Padres all had doubleheaders yesterday. The one team that also had a doubleheader yesterday was the St. Louis Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates, and that is because of previously scheduled games that the Cardinals have to make up because of COVID. However, every other team decided that it was right to stand in solidarity with their fellow African-American players and not play yesterday. I am extremely proud of the Rockies' Trevor Story, who stated that it was wrong for the Rockies to not be in support of their teammate and their brother, Matt Camp, yesterday. Now, the thing that's interesting that came out of Arizona is that while the Rockies were in full support of Matt Kemp and did not want to play, the story for the Diamondbacks was a lot different. And there's a couple of stories that came out of what happened yesterday in regards to baseball's protests that I think are significant in that, like we said on yesterday's show, this is still not a unified front. Yes, most of Major League Baseball was canceled yesterday, but this is not a unified front. This is a statement that came out from the Diamondbacks. Quote, Our players were prepared to play today's game against the Colorado Rockies. After team meetings regarding plans to voice their support of social justice inequality, the decision was made to wear our black jerseys and make donations to causes that defend that mission. The Rockies then notified us of their decision to not play in the contest. We are confident that the execution of our plan would have represented our support of complete and total equity while providing impact and driving awareness of this ongoing organizational priority. Weak. Totally weak. And remember, Ken Kendrick, the owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks, has given a lot of money to the Trump campaign. And yes, this is a political issue, Because, clearly, if you watched any of the Republican National Convention, they are completely against the Black Lives Matter movement, and all of a sudden just think that by wishing it so, all of a sudden things are going to be great. I'm sorry, that's not how it works. We have a serious issue when it comes to police brutality against African Americans in this country. Get real. Understand the issue going on. So the Diamondbacks eventually went along with it. Apparently the Texas Rangers felt the same way in regards to the Oakland A's deciding that they didn't want to play. And then there's the issue surrounding the New York Mets, which might be one of the most fascinating baseball stories that we have seen that was not supposed to be seen. So let me set the scene for you. We're going to play for you this video that was caught on a hot mic of Brody Van Wagenen talking with two of his executives. And we'll give you context that the guys that they are referring to 
are Commissioner Rob Manfred and owner Jeff Wilpon. They're mulling that over. Baseball's trying to come up with a solution. saying, no, you know, it'd be super powerful. Three of, three of us here can't leave this room. They're saying, uh, you know, it'd be really great if you just have them all take the field. Then they leave the field. And then they come back and play at 8-10. And I was like, what? What's that? Rob. Jeff's scheduling is going to be a nightmare. There's so much at stake. And I said, Jeff, that's not happening. They're not dealing with reality. They're not playing, but that's Rob's instinct. And Rob, not exactly what you are talking about, at leadership level, he doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. And that's so... Anyway, so we're we're waiting. Jeff wants to hear as soon as we hear from the Marlins. Conforto, whatever we do, we need to coordinate with the Marlins. So as soon as Conforto hears from Rojas, right, Miguel Rojas, yeah, um, let let me know because Jeff's standing by for that call. So basically, Brody Van Wagenen comes out and effectively is bashing Rob Manfred and Jeff Wilpon for coming up with a publicity stunt idea in order to mimic what they think is the right way to project a social justice movement. Because apparently Rob Manfred doesn't really care that teams are actually protesting a social cause and an injustice in this country and wants to make sure that baseball is played, so he's trying to get the Mets to go along with this facade of a plan. And it is pretty damn clear that Brody Van Wagenen is no fan of Rob Manfred and clearly not a fan of Jeff Wilpon either. And as this is coming out on Twitter yesterday... Manfred is getting eviscerated. He is absolutely getting lit on fire, and justifiably so. Because if this was indeed true, and I was talking to a couple of friends, and basically we thought, we think this is true, but Rob Manfred is going to come out and deny all of it. Which I think is bullcrap, but everything that Rob Manfred does is bullcrap. And then we get this. A statement from Mets general manager Brody Van Wagenen. Quote, Jeff Wilpon called Commissioner Manfred this afternoon to notify him that our players voted not to play. They discussed the challenges of rescheduling the game. Jeff proposed an idea of playing the game an hour later. I misunderstood that this was the commissioner's idea. In actuality, this was Jeff's suggestion. The players had already made their decision, so I felt the suggestion was not helpful. My frustration with the commissioner was wrong and unfounded. I apologize to the commissioner for my disrespectful comments and poor judgment in inaccurately describing the contents of his private conversation with Jeff Wilpon. Okay, I am going to say this right here, and whether you guys think I'm raging against the machine, fine. Brody Van Wagenen just fell on the sword. I don't think he means any of what he is saying, but I think he is taking a bullet for his owner and for the commissioner by effectively not trying to upset the apple cart in what is already a very tense situation. I think Brody Van Wagenen meant everything that he said. I don't think that this was Jeff Wilpon's idea. The Mets also, by the way, won out. They took the field. They stood in silence for 42 seconds in honor of Jackie Robinson, number 42. They laid a Black Lives Matter t-shirt over home plate, and then they left the field. And I thought that was amazing. Now, based on what had happened in this idea, I thought that they were going to come back on the field later. 
Now, the statement from Van Wagenen, I think, came out after the Mets walked off the field. I'm pretty sure it came out after the Mets walked off the field. But the Mets didn't return to the field, thank goodness. Now you get the BS. So Brody Van Wagenen, everybody is looking at this video, they're listening to the audio, and they effectively think, he fell on the sword. That's what I think. So here are the statements from Jeff Wilpon and Fred Wilpon. Fred Wilpon, the original owner of the New York Mets, and his son who now runs the team, Jeff Wilpon. And by the way, before I read these statements, both Fred and Jeff Wilpon spelled Brody Van Wagenen's first name wrong. The guy that they hired to be their president of baseball operations, they spelled his name wrong. And not his last name, his first name. Brody, in Brody Van Wagenen, is spelled B-R-O-D-I-E. They spelled it, both of them spelled it, B-R-O-D-Y. You know, if you're going to have a guy in charge of your baseball operations, you probably should spell his name correctly. So let me read to you the statements from Jeff and Fred Wilpon. The first is from CEO and Chairman of the Board, Fred Wilpon. Quote, I am very stressed and disappointed to learn tonight that our general manager, Brody Van Wagenen, made disrespectful and inaccurate comments about our commissioner, a longtime close friend of mine. I hold Rob in the highest regard, and in no way are Brody's remarks reflective of my views or the organization's. Rob continues to be a great leader of Major League Baseball. I apologize for any harm this incident has caused Rob. Oh, come on, Fred. Really? Rob's an adult. Grow up. You think, oh, I'm Rob Manfred. I'm Rob Manfred. I was so hurt by Brody Van Wagenen calling me a fraud and calling me a guy who doesn't get it. Well, duh, we all know that. But, of course, Major League Baseball owners can't stop sipping the slurp that Rob Manfred puts down in front of them. Or rather, Rob Manfred can't stop sipping the slurp that the owners put down in front of him. I actually think it's the second one and not the first one. But this statement is absolutely ridiculous. Stand up for your general manager. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for a critique of a commissioner that has made the wrong decision at almost every turn. And now here's COO Jeff Wilpon. Quote, To clear up any misunderstandings, it was my suggestion to potentially look into playing the game later because of scheduling issues. Brody's misunderstanding of a private conversation was and is inexcusable. We fully respect our players and the Marlins players' decision to not play tonight and appreciate the sincerity of all those who wish to draw attention to social injustices and racial inequalities that must be addressed. The entire Mets organization remains committed to creating meaningful change in our society. That's a little bit better, but still, I don't buy it. And by the way, this is the same organization whose first baseman and corner outfielder, Dominic Smith, I know he plays both, corner outfielder Dominic Smith is brought to tears yesterday talking about what it's like to be a black man in America and seeing black men continually murdered at the hands of police officers. To see what Dominic Smith had to go through yesterday in front of that podium, and to see as much insensitivity as the Mets and Major League Baseball put out there today, or rather yesterday, is absolutely shameful.
Here's the statement from Rob Manfred. Quote, over the past two days, players on a number of clubs have decided not to play games. I have said both publicly and privately that I respect those decisions and support the need to address social injustice. I have not attempted in any way to prevent players from expressing themselves by not playing, nor have I suggested any alternative form of protest to any club personnel or any player. Any suggestion to the contrary is wrong. So Rob Manfred obviously was going to deny, but I don't buy it. Where there's smoke, there's fire, the old saying goes. And there was smoke based on what Brody Van Wagenen said. And I don't think that he misinterpreted the conversation between Jeff Wilpon and Rob Manfred. I don't. Why would Rob Manfred single out the Mets? And I'll tell you why Rob Manfred would single out the Mets. Because the New York Mets are about to be sold. The Wilpons are about to get out of the baseball business. And to a lot of people who have a lot of money, they think more toward the right than they do the left. So Rob Manfred obviously sees that if players are protesting, it's not good for Major League Baseball's bottom line, and it doesn't send a message that is in the interests of potential new owners, which, to me, obviously Rob Manfred is putting potential new owners and finances above the needs of his players, because that's what Rob Manfred does. That's my view. That's why I think he singled out the Mets. I may not be right. I may be totally wrong, but you put the puzzle pieces together and it's easier to understand why he picked the Mets because the Mets are a big market team and they're about to be sold. For goodness sake, the NBA canceled two days worth of playoff games because of the Milwaukee Bucks strike. And I think strike is a better word than boycott because as a boycott, you are refusing to purchase goods as a consumer. A strike is the withholding of labor services, and that is what is going on right now in the NBA. The NHL did the same thing. The NHL, a more predominantly white sport than baseball is, canceled two days' worth of playoff games. And the Las Vegas Golden Knights came out and made a very powerful statement yesterday evening. And Major League Baseball can't come out and do the same thing. And I'm glad that the teams that decided to postpone their games yesterday did so, standing in solidarity with the Brewers, the Reds, the Mariners, the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Giants. And there are some stories that are coming out about what happened with the Dodgers yesterday in that Mookie Betts said, I'm taking myself out of the lineup, and Clayton Kershaw said, and props to you, Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw saying, if he's not playing, I'm not playing, and it's not right for us to play. I thought that was awesome. And the fact that Trevor Story and some of the Rockies felt like it was wrong for them to abandon Matt Kemp yesterday or two days ago. I thought that was amazing. And good on you, Colorado Rockies, for understanding your mistakes. The Chicago Cubs were not scheduled to play yesterday. I want to hear a damn good explanation as to why none of the rest of Jason Hayward's teammates could stand up and do the right thing. I'm going to hold the Chicago Cubs to account because their owner is Tom Ricketts, whose brother is the governor of Nebraska, Pete Ricketts, and whose father sent very racist emails. The Ricketts family is a bad news family. I'm sorry. Tom Ricketts looks like Ted Cruz. He acts like Ted Cruz. I think multiple St. Louis Cardinals probably wanted to stand in solidarity with Dexter Fowler. The only one that did was Jack Flaherty. 
The Cardinals obviously have a lot of games to make up, but at this point, is this really important? Is sports really important? And I go back to Sean Doolittle, and this was in reference mainly to COVID, but also to social justice movements. Sports are the reward of a functioning society. And right now, can you look into the eyes of anybody that you love, anybody that you consider to be your friend, and say with a serious face that the United States of America is a fully functioning society? And if you can, then I'm also very sorry. I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh, one other thing that I didn't talk about in the Mets story an official Mets team Twitter account, their Twitter account that is run by the team that follows all of their prospects and their farm system, tweeted out in all caps, Fire Manfred. The tweet was later deleted. Oh, and by the way, two things on two of my least favorite baseball writers out there, Bob Nightingale and John Heyman. First on Nightingale, he on his Twitter account gets on the Will Ponds for misspelling Brody Van Wagenen's name. Hey, Bob, don't throw stones from glass houses, buddy. That's the pot calling the kettle black. Any other cliche saying that you could put to this situation. If there's anybody that spells more people's names wrong on Twitter than Bob Nightingale that works as a national baseball reporter, I would like to meet them. So, Bob, you have no right to talk here. And then this from John Heyman, and this was after the Mets had walked off the field. He deleted this tweet, pouring in NY, Mets wouldn't have played anyway. That is so effing wrong. John Heyman, this is just, uh, why? Why is it necessary for you to do something like that? I know that you're some snarky a-hole, but look. You've already gotten in trouble for telling a reporter to go F himself in a private DM, and then you put something out like this that basically tries to devalue the statement that the Mets players made? You are some kind of a-hole, John Heyman. And I am sorry to have shared an institution of higher learning, Northwestern University, with you. And you know what? Thanks for blowing me off at the 2015 winter meetings. You know, I could be a national baseball reporter. I'd certainly do a lot better job than these guys. I'd make sure to not tweet things that are asshole-ish. I'd make sure to spell things right. I'd make sure to check my sources. But John Heyman has been a sycophant for the owners this entire time. Ever since the COVID bargaining deal, whatever you want to call it, came to the forefront about how baseball was going to restart during the pandemic, John Heyman has been on the side of the owners more than he has been on the side of the players. And that's the truth. And if you can't understand that, then I can't help you personally. I don't know what you think is to be gained by following somebody like a John Heyman or a Bob Nightingale. Those guys are in the interests of the owners and holding the owners water. And if you disagree, email me, greg.maraz at yahoo.com. Tweet me, at Greg D. Mraz. I'd like to hear your feedback. I'm going to give you a quick whip around of yesterday's ball games. I don't know if today's games are going to happen. So I am not going to preview today's ball games yet. 
because I personally think that there are more teams that may decide to sit today's games out. I really do think that that's going to happen, and we don't know. Because look at yesterday. Rockies, Diamondbacks, A's, Rangers, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Phillies, Nationals, Orioles, Rays, Twins, Tigers, Marlins, Mets. And you have a bunch of teams that weren't scheduled to play yesterday, like the White Sox, the Cubs, the Angels and the Houston Astros, whose game was postponed because of Hurricane Laura. And thankfully, it did not strike Houston. Obviously, our thoughts are with everybody in the state of Louisiana that has been affected by Hurricane Laura. I don't think it's worth doing a preview of today's ball games because I don't know if they're going to happen. In fact, I'm even looking at the scoreboard, and there's a bunch of pitchers that haven't been announced yet. So we'll see if these games happen. I'm not so sure that they will. But if they do, we'll have a whip around for you on Saturday morning. I'm going to get back to the full highlight packages. I promise you I will do that. But right now, given everything that's happened over the last couple of days, it is not that important. But here's the whip around of yesterday's games. Padres and Mariners, a doubleheader in San Diego. San Diego wins the first game 10-7. Mariners win the second game 8-3. Padres are 19-14. Mariners are 13-20. Pierce Johnson got the win in the first game. He is 3-1. Taylor Williams took the loss. He is 0-1. In the second game, you say Kikuchi gets the win. He is 1-2. Garrett Richards, the loss. He is 1-2. Pirates and Cardinals had a doubleheader in St. Louis. Pirates won both games. 4-3 in game one, 2-0 in game two. Chris Stratton, the win in game one for Pittsburgh. He is 2-0. John Gant, the loss. He is 0-2. Richard Rodriguez, the save for Pittsburgh, his second. In game two, Cody Ponce the win. He is 1-1. Johan Ovedo gets the loss. He is 0-1. The save goes to Nick Turley, his first. Dodgers with a pair of shutout victories over the San Francisco Giants. 7-0 in game one. 2-0 in game two. Clayton Kershaw the win in game one. He is 4-1. Logan Webb the loss. He is 2-3. In game two, the winner, Victor Gonzalez, he is 2-0. Kevin Gaussman, the loss, he is 1-2. Kenley Jansen, the save, his eighth. Red sweep a doubleheader against the Brewers. 6-1 in game one, 6-0 in game two. And by the way, the records for the prior teams that we were talking about, Pirates are 9-19, Cardinals are 11-11, Dodgers are 24-9, Giants are 15-18. Reds beat the Brewers 6-1 in game one, 6-0 in game two. Sonny Gray, the winner in game one, he is 5-1. Adrian Hauser, the loser, he is 1-3. Lucas Sims, the winner in game two, he is 2-0 for Cincinnati. Josh Lindblom, the loser, he is 1-2. Both the Reds and the Brewers are 13-17. Also, a couple of significant trades today. Mariners starter Taiwan Walker was dealt to Toronto, so the Blue Jays, feeling like they have a chance to make the playoffs, are going to pick up another starter, and one that has been surprisingly good. The Tampa Bay Rays traded for Brett Phillips, the former Milwaukee Brewer prospect, in exchange for minor league shortstop prospect Lucius Fox. So the Rays picking up another outfielder for the stretch run, I think that that was a very good move on their part. 
Brett Phillips is going to have a chance to play more games than not. So the trade deadline is going to heat up. We're going to be talking a lot more in regards to trades. But we're going to wrap up this episode for today. I want to get back to a regular episode very soon. I don't necessarily know when that's going to happen, but I hope that we're talking normal baseball soon. But even when we are talking normal baseball, we have crossed the Rubicon as a sports fandom. We cannot go back. We can no longer just stick to sports. Sticking to sports is no longer part of our MO. We are going to continue to talk about these issues as it relates to the sports world for a very long time. And we're not going to fix society's issues overnight. I think everybody who listens to this can understand that. But identifying that we have these issues and understanding that there is systemic racism in the United States of America and that we need to do our best job to fix it and that it requires every single person to do their part to help make this world a better place, to make this a better place for all Americans. Do your civic duty. Register to vote. Fight the good fight. Get into good trouble. I hope that you will heed the call to fight for racial equality, to fight against social injustice, and to fight against police brutality. Thanks for listening to this edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great day, and I'm going to start to end every show in a different way. We will catch you in the AM, but I'm going to end every show now with the same three words. Black Lives Matter.